Hi there, Working Homeschool Mom. This is Charlotte Jones from My Little Homeschool and Charlotte Jones 24-7. And this is episode number 61 of the Striker Balance podcast for Working Homeschool Moms. And today is a really, really lovely episode. I speak to Naomi Feta, who is a sewing entrepreneur and also a working homeschool mom. And she shares some fantastic insights to working homeschool mom life. And it was just really great to speak to her because we have so many things that we agree on when it comes to being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom. But before we get to the episode, I would be ever so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It just means that more working homeschool moms can listen to it. And in that way, we can create a supportive community for everyone. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to the Striker Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my time audit and mindset challenges the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, I'm thrilled to introduce our favorite math curriculum to you. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way and not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach means having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with a practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results, and ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. CTC Maths is generously offering my listeners an amazing special. Go to www.ctcmath.com forward slash MLH to get a half price discount plus a bonus six months for free. That's ctcmath.com forward slash MLH. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Naomi, who has been a professional sewing entrepreneur since 2007. She specializes in bridal alterations and custom slip covers and has recently been delving teaching sewing online. She is based in New York State, where she homeschools her three children. Thank you so much for spending the time to speak to me today, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me, Charlotte. 
So today we're going to be chatting about running a business and homeschooling. But before we dive into this, I would love to know a bit more about sewing, teaching sewing, maybe including sewing in your homeschool as well. So I actually started sewing when I was maybe around 10 years old. And I started because I was in a couple of weddings. And as part of that, we got shipped like the pattern and the fabric because my mom was from a really large family. And so that's how my sewing journey started as a child. And I didn't realize how much of a creative outlet it was for me during those years growing up. So as I had my own children, I realized that You know, sewing is so much a part of my life and a life skill that carried me well into adulthood and actually even to have a business and do that as a professional. But so many people that I've run into will say, well, I can't even sew on a button or I don't know how to fix this hole in my pants. And I think as homeschoolers, the the really amazing thing is that we have the opportunity to like incorporate all of these life skills into just everyday life. And I know for me, like I do have sewing supplies around because that's what I do. But it's not uncommon for one of my kids to just be like, oh, I have a stuffed animal or a hole in my sock or a blanket that has is unraveling around the seams. And all of these are so much a part of just being in the home and recognizing that there are things that we need to mend and repair that will actually in the long run be very beneficial to say keeping a home in the future, living a more sustainable lifestyle and not focused around consumerism. So there's just so many opportunities to begin to teach kids at a young age these concepts when you have that needle and thread available. Clothes, I think, and fast fashion are one of the biggest polluters in the environment. So I think it's fantastic to really try and show kids that things can be repaired rather than thrown away. Yes, absolutely. And I think that so much of society and culture is that latest fashion trend and just the reminder that we have so many things that are well-loved that maybe have so much life left in them that just putting that that button on will mean that you can wear that item for years to come or just patching that hole creatively rather than throwing them away. Yes. And watching you on Instagram has definitely inspired me to do a lot more mending. I have a little mending list and I'm kind of slowly working my way through it. So thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great to hear. I love it. All right, so let's jump into running a business and homeschooling. So what have been some of your biggest challenges running a business and homeschooling at the same time? So I would say managing time probably was one of the biggest challenges. So I actually, I started the business before I had kids and I had this dream that I would be able to like work from home and homeschool. And I was homeschooled for a couple of years growing up. So I kind of was inspired by that maybe, but really figuring out like what works and what doesn't because I am, a lot of my business has always been like in person, meaning rather than an online platform. It meant a lot of phone calls. So my, especially way back in 2007, 
there wasn't as much like social media. So it was people would call all the time for appointments. And that was a bit of a challenge as we, our family grew and I had one baby and then another baby and then another. And so really putting boundaries around when I would answer the phone has been very challenging. And when they were younger, it was like it revolved around nap time. And now once we started homeschooling, I will try not to answer the phone if we're like in the middle of something. So that definitely has been really challenging because as an entrepreneur, you're your own boss. So you're, you're the one that has to like make those boundaries and stick to them. And I also think that a challenge, especially when the kids were young, sewing in the home was that I did have a separate room but the kids would always, you know, find their way down there or something. And so as a toddler, I remember my oldest actually picked up a pair of scissors when I wasn't looking and cut a hole in a client's item. Oh, and God. that, of course, that was a really scary moment for me. It was totally fixable that you couldn't even notice it. It was this tiny little slit. And of course, I worked my magic and it was fine. But it um, really taught me to be even more hyper aware of like where things are if the kids ever wander down there when they were young. So there's definitely been some challenges along the way. Yes, I can imagine. I was sewing the other day and my dog tried to eat a piece of thread and a needle. <laughs> oh yes. my gosh, you have to be really yeah hyper aware like yeah. you said. And what systems have you come up with to create mental space to run a business and homeschool more efficiently? So I definitely have incorporated a lot of meal planning, um, like freezer meals or simpler meals. I have a friend that she she used to laugh because I pretty much will do like a lot of one pot meals. It might have the veggie and everything thrown in in the crock pot. But it's just easy. And, and on those busy days, especially now that my kids are get, you know getting older and there's some extracurriculars, then there's days where we're coming into the house like right at dinner time and you need something to be ready like then. So I do try to plan that out over the weekend before the week starts because that is just so helpful. And the other thing that I would say is, uh, so my older two are, are 12 and 11, and they have been able to become more independent with some of their work. So also like on Friday, we'll go over and I'll have them write down their assignments for the next week. So then they're able to like kind of project what what's coming up and then every day they know um what what they need to have done so that's been a big a big lifesaver we we've started that pretty much i would say this year this school year um and it's just helped so much for them to know what's expected of them and to have that visual so they both actually have like their own agenda book like they might get in public school so that's been a huge help I would say the other thing, another thing that I've learned is just to ask for help. So I know that not everyone has this benefit and I feel really, really grateful for this, but I have my mom and my mother-in-law 
relatively close by. My mom's about a 30 minute drive and my mother-in-law is about 10. And they have both been very supportive. Um, and my mom will actually takes my kids one day a week and teaches them all their science for the school year. So we just kind of do that block scheduling for science and that's a huge load off my plate. That's been amazingly helpful. It's amazing to have to have help close by, yes. But I think people often feel embarrassed to ask for help as well. So I think also kind of being able to ask for help is really important too. So just thinking, you know, it's okay if you, if you can't do absolutely everything. I love that you brought that up because I know that I struggled with that for a while. Just that sense of like maybe feeling guilty. I think years ago maybe as a new mom you have this like idea that i can do it all maybe <laughs> um or just that you know maybe we aren't worth having the help or like we should be able to do it all but definitely that mindset of like being able to allow yourself the grace to ask for help is a big thing absolutely and it does get easier with practice i think as well it does and what are some transitions you have navigated in business and homeschooling? So I guess the first little confession would be there was a time where we actually did have our kids in public school. It was a little when I had a toddler and was trying to homeschool. It was very challenging and I felt a little overwhelmed. So the kids were in public school for a, a period of a couple years and then we went back and that was actually really helpful because we had some major events happening in family and a death and stuff like that. So having that space was amazing. But in general, as far as homeschooling, I would say the biggest changes were also giving myself the grace to have like changed curriculum. And I would say that was my probably my biggest challenge when I ended up putting them in public school for that time. And then coming back to it, realizing that I don't have to look like everyone else. And so recognizing my limits, again, it had to do kind of with the mindset. When I first started the homeschool journey, I definitely thought that I was going to be one of those that was totally hands-on, very interactive, that we were going to have this great homeschool experience where I was reading books all the time and and recognizing that, that I can't be as present as someone that's doing all the teaching because we're, I'm running a business. And so I began really looking at what were some online options that would help with some of the teaching. And I think we've, we've settled into some that work for the older two, especially what I found us for math and English. If I can find an online option that I'm happy with, it has helped so much. So this year, I've, I feel really successful in that, that we've kind of found what works for us. I've realized, again, not just not to feel guilty about having a video teacher teach math and English. The other thing that I would say is we added like a morning meeting. So rather than just starting into the, the school day in the morning, we'll come and just sit together and talk together and we'll listen to like a word of the day podcast and do some reading 
and the older two will do like their reading comprehension with me and then they'll go about the other stuff that's more independent for them and i've just found that this has helped so much in just attitudes and in feeling like we're kind of together in this thing and it it definitely has made a huge difference the other aspect of business that's actually changed for me is that last year no it was actually in 2021 uh, my family moved which was not totally planned but it was actually like a real godsend as far as business for about 10 years of my business we had lived in like within a township where we were very close to like the town center It was kind of like an ideal location for a business where you have a lot of people dropping stuff off. And I had a sign out front. It was like a kind of a walk-in shop, even though I would ask people to make an appointment. But when we moved, we just moved a couple miles away, but far enough out of like town that we're not centrally located. And I shifted to going to clients and doing house calls. And part of this was also because of the pandemic. But as I did that, I really transitioned more into like the bridal and the slipcovers because before this I would take, I would also take a lot more work like, you know, zipper repairs, hemming pants, the mending, and just a lot of smaller jobs. And the transition to doing bigger projects really eased up my mental space a lot for the homeschool because I didn't realize how much like every time I was on the phone with a client and every time I was having to answer the door it was like an interruption in my mental space so that's been a little bit of a transition that has really helped both the business and the homeschooling yes there's some really really important points there I think the fact that you said not to feel guilty and also to kind of create your business and your homeschool to suit your family and your situation. I think there's such important points because it's so easy to fall into the comparison game, I think, as homeschoolers, even as business owners. You're like, why, you know, should my business look like everybody else's business? So many great points there, kind of creating the life that works for you. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm in a, a like a bridal seamstress network. And it is true, like some of some of them have shops and all of this. And I definitely have to remind myself that's not my season of life. And that's not, you know, right now I'm loving what we're doing and it's working so well for our family. And, you know, once the homeschool journey is over and my kids are grown, you never know where I might go with it. But for now, it's working and not to compare myself with someone else's journey. Absolutely. Yes, that's that's such a good point. And how does being an entrepreneur impact your vision for your homeschool? Yeah, so this is a really interesting question that I've been thinking about. So for, I was homeschooled for a couple of years, but then I was mostly in the public education system. And, you know, one thing that I think I never thought about going through say a public education system was the fact that you could be self-employed that you could kind of create this own life for yourself in the way that you dream because you know within the structure of public education it's it's not quite as creative as homeschooling and so i you know i've just seen how well being an entrepreneur has served me in 
giving me the flexibility to homeschool and do the things that we want to do. And I think it's brought up a lot of really good discussions with my own kids as they see me working for myself. And my my husband also has a part-time business. And so they, you know, it's planted in them at a really young age. And so my my oldest son says that he wants to be an, a mechanic when he grows up. He wants to have his own auto shop, which we probably instilled in him a little bit because once he started saying that he was, you know, that he wanted to be a mechanic, we've brought that into like our discussions and our conversations about, well, you know, this math is really helpful because if you have your own auto shop in the future, you're going to have to pay your employees and you're going to have to know how much it costs to get you know, the parts and the tools that you need and how much your rent is going to cost for your space. So all of these things are so practical when we can connect like the learning that they're doing with how it might relate to their future decisions. Even I think it was just last week, he had to write an essay about, you know, his future and what his dream job would be. And it was really cool to just be able to help him a little bit, give him some pointers on thinking through, all right, if you want to have a shop, would you want to have it on a main road? Would you want to have it on a back road? And just start those wheels turning because I think planting those seeds when they're young is so important and really, you know, taking the time to find out what it is that maybe they're interested in or they really envision for themselves and being able to help them process like how how that could work for them and really cultivate a very productive fulfilling life in the future. And oh and I was going to say the other thing that I just started this year but I had been wanting to start it for a couple of years and just hadn't done it was getting them to do a little more of their own vision planning. I think so much of being part of an entrepreneur is that readiness to learn like learn the next new thing and learn how to do this better because it's your business and you can care for it. So we did, I had all of them do that this, you know, in January at the beginning of January for like the new year. Uh, Of course the little guy, he's only seven. So it's a little bit of work to get him to pull those things out. But I think just that whole, you know, visioneering process is very much part of an entrepreneurial spirit and getting them to begin to process that and think through that now while they're still at such you know a a formidable age is is so practical and so helpful to to their future oh I love that so very much yes it's so true and it's also giving them the time to deep dive into something that they really love which they might possibly not have the time to do it public school and also when they are kind of where they don't have the fear of failure I mean when they're young everything feels possible so I think it's such a a good thing to be able to instill that entrepreneurial spirit in them when they are young oh I love that so much And so obviously, as a a homeschool mom and a working homeschool mom, self-care and mental health is something that you have to be very mindful about. 
How do you incorporate these two things into your working homeschool mom life? Um, so I would say one of the biggest things over the years has been learning to know who I am. I know that might sound a little odd, but when looking outside at what other people term self-care, you know, some people love to have a hot bath. Some people love to get their nails done or, you know, a variety of other things. And I really had to take the time to find out who who I am because none of those things are really me. So I realized that um, staying physically active was a big thing in my own mental health. And for a while, I would try to do it on my own. And then as the kids, you know, got older, and then one was young, a baby, it was harder to like, say, go out jogging by myself, just time wise. So I joined a local gym. And that has been like a godsend. And so I try and go like three to four times a week. And but even in that part of self-care, I've had to realize that I can't compare myself to others. Like I know that my schedule can maintain three to four days a week. So I had to kind of talk myself into not feeling guilty for not going say five days a week because I think, you know, five days a week would be like optimal fitness. But I'm okay with not being like quite as fit as I could be. If I can get just the three to four days a week, it makes me feel amazing. And I'm like, okay, I fulfilled that goal. I really am taking care of myself. So one of the other things that I have realized is I need quiet space. Like I can't handle people chattering at me all day long. So even the whole morning routine of me getting up much earlier than the kids is part of my self-care, I would say, because I am a much happier person if nobody talks to me for like the first hour that I'm awake. And so the other thing would be maintaining good friends. And by that, I mean, not everybody, like we all have our, you know, our circles, we're in a co-op and a, a handful of other activities. But recognizing that I don't have to say yes to like every social engagement, as far as like every activity that all of these places that we're involved in are doing, but kind of knowing the people in my life that are like those good friends that are friends one-on-one -on -one, and trying to maintain that like you know once in a while taking the time to go for coffee with one of them or having having them over to the house and then I have a couple like long distance friends that just being really purposeful about cultivating relationships that you know are feeding kind of feeding your soul and not letting them fall away just because you're busy I think uh, another thing would be really spending quality time with my husband in terms of setting aside time to spend together and and to talk. So on Friday evenings, my my kids have a, like a church activity where we can drop them off. I try to hold that space a little bit for the two of us to have our own time so that it happens on a regular basis. And he also works a flip schedule, if you call it that. Like frequently he leaves the house at two in the morning and is done at 
11 in the morning and then does some of his own business. And often when I'm teaching sewing classes or going to see clients, it'll be in the later afternoon. So there's definitely days where we don't see each other a lot during the day. So we always try and take like half an hour, 45 minutes in the evening after we've kind of said goodnight to the kids, but they're not really in bed where we can have our own space. That's been something that's been, you know, really important to maintain. And I can tell if there's, you know, a season of a couple of days where we haven't connected well ourselves between the two of us, I can definitely feel myself starting to get a little grouchy. I think it's so important to really schedule those things in though, isn't it? Because we, I think that's the easiest way to, to do self-care or to connect with your partner or whatever. So you really have to be mindful about scheduling that time in and sticking mm-hmm. to that time and making it as important as anything else that you might need to do. And I think also another good point that you brought up is that maybe you only go to gym three or four, four times a week, but you're very consistent with that. I think consistency is more important than the amount of times I think that you that you do self-care, for example. And to add to that, about, you know, making time for my husband or or your partner or your spouse. I think one of the things that I've learned is even the boundaries. So for instance, we actually set it so that literally all of the extracurriculars are on one day so that we have one kind of crazy day, if you call it that, rather than having to spread it out through the week so that we know that the other days of the week, for the most part, we're trying to have dinner together and we're going to have time in the evening to connect. And another way that I've say tried to help put boundaries around our family is recognizing that on a weekend, typically if we have one or the other day mostly free. So like trying not to say attend birthday parties and events on both Saturday and Sunday. So again, it depends on, you know, what the schedule is like and and what kind of events and invites come up. But I recognize that for myself and for the family as a whole, if we're busy all day Saturday and all day Sunday and then walking into a new week, it doesn't work for us. So I really try to kind of cultivate that white space in our schedule. One of those days where like it's not super planned and there's time to just kind of de-stress, de-chill, hang around the house for everyone. Yeah, and that's another really important point, I think, is boundaries and being able to say no as well. But I think it's when you are crystal clear about your values, I think it also helps, it also makes it easier to to say no to things that are maybe not going to serve you, not in a like in a negative way, but just in a way that you are supporting the value, your values and the values of the family as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. All right. And finally, is there anything you're working on at the moment or anything you would like to share? And how can people connect with you online? So what I'm working on right now is really getting into filming and editing um, sewing tutorials. Uh, That's been a little bit of a work in progress, a little learning curve going on there. So currently I have uh, like a jacket 
um, zipper repair class, a video class, and a class on how to shorten pants. As far as there's all different types of pant hems. So it covers about five different pant hems. And I'm working on building some more classes. I'm working on finishing up a, um, a basic like sewing machine care and use class and some more are coming down the line. So you can connect with me um, online, mostly on Instagram. I, I like Instagram as a platform, um, at, just at Naomi Feta. But I have also put together just um, a little gift for your listeners, just a little activity for how they might incorporate homeschooling into, uh, I mean, sewing into their homeschool life, um, just kind of a fun activity. And they can find that at, so it's naomifeda.net. And then I named it after the podcast so they would know that it's linked to you. And so just slash Strike a Balance podcast. Oh, that's amazing. That's fantastic. And I will also link it, obviously, in the show notes. Oh, that's Thank you so much for that. I think the listeners are going to love that. That's really, really lovely. You're welcome. Yes, I hope that I hope that everybody has fun with it. Definitely. I love to sew and I love to just inspire others to to try it out and to not be afraid of it. I think that's important because I know I've always been quite intimidated by sewing. My mom and my grand were always really, really good. So I think it's, and I think a lot of people feel like that. So I think it's nice. And I've seen the things that you share, you make it really, really simple really, really easy to do. So I think people are going to love that. Oh, thank you. All right. It's been lovely to speak to you today, Naomi. Thank you so much for sharing some of your insights in running a business, being a working homeschool mom. And thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook. And let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care 